Hi, this is America, and that's James, and this uh-huh. is City Wave Cinema. Uh-huh. And there's going to be a good three seconds of this recording at the beginning that James is going to have to cut out. That's fine. Um, Dune. We're talking about Dune still. Uh, all. Yeah. Yeah. We're still talking about Dune. I need to remember where we are. Um, we just finished the last episode wrapped up with me saying this is Avatar, Star Wars, and Pocahontas all together. Um, and then we talked a lot about off, off podcast, uh, to our stream about how this is very, very similar to Mad Max. Um. Stream didn't want to hear that, though. Yeah, they were not pleased, but I don't care. Uh... So right now in Dune, we're picking up with Paul's family is trying to manage the absolute shit show that was left to them of the spice trade. They were definitely set up to fail um, by multiple families and people, it sounds like. Um, And we now have called in the... The change person? What's what's the fucking title? The person of change or something like that? Lord of change? Uh, a, a character who is irrelevant. Uh, hey, she's really cool. I like her. Um, and once again, we see that the the herald of change, <sighs> the herald of the change, the uh, chat has told me. Um, once again, though, we see that the guards are way too fucking touchy because she comes to, like, help the people with their suits, which they definitely need help with. And the guards try to slice her fucking throat. So maybe calm down. (coughs) Um, she has everybody suited up in these really cool suits and is explaining how they're working. Um, and basically the suit takes your sweat and recycles it into water that you can drink. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It's gross. Ew. Ew, ew. Yeah. They basically go on a tour, um, guided by the Herald of Change, of the Change, uh, who, and see, like, their whole spice trade, um, and how it works, and everything. And they see this digger thingy collecting the spice Mm -hmm. from the sand. And they're like, if you can look, you can see this is a really heavy spice area. And I just like, I spent a really good portion of that time during this whole scene when like the sandworm's coming and they're trying to get the digger out of there and everything. Really staring at the sand to see what the fuck she was talking about. I, it's literally the only thing I could focus on because I was like, I'm trying to see the spice because you said it's a different color and I'm really looking and I just, I can't see it. <laughs> I was very frustrated by the fact that I couldn't see it. Um, but we find, they go to see this digger and then a sandworm's coming and she's like, oh, you're going to see our awesome operation. Just wait. They're going to call that the sandworm's coming. And then they're going to airlift the thing out of here. Well, the airlifting doesn't work because one of the anchors is broken, so they can't. So then the Duke decides that it's more important to get the people off there because there's a crew of 21 men on there. 
And so he brings all his little flying machines down. And he's like, all right, seven, seven men on each thing. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And they're like, but the spice. And I was like, they're like, we have a protocol. And I was like, that's great, dude. But I think the worm's going to eat you and the spice with very little regard. So, like, make your choices. Um. So... Paul gets down there to like kind of assist with the whole thing of um, moving the spy or moving the people onto the planes, but then also just decides to like stand there for a second. Well, he has a drug trip. He does have a drug trip, but even before that, he 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 like starts like really like looking at shit before he like gets all inhaled with the spice. And all I wrote was "not the time, Paul," and then I wrote "spice high" because that's when you could see him go. Like, get the raven Simone eye from That's a Raven, like, into the dust. Um, and he has a trip for a little bit, and it's fine. But he he does end up just, like, full zoning out in the middle of this whole very stressful situation. Yep. Um, he gets pulled out, they, get, they make it back to the ship, and he's, like, very nonchalant about it. <laughs> And I'm literally just like, you almost died, Paul. Like, what the fuck? Stop. Um, and the doctor, they take him back to see the doctor, and the doctor's like, you have an allergy to the spice. You're a little sensitive. You're a little sensitive to the spice. And Paul's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's what it was. But okay. And then... He tells his mom about his vision, and I was like, did we learn nothing from the weird, crazy cult lady? Like, don't tell your mom about the weird vision. Just don't. Um, I also wrote at this scene that I trust mom the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. This whole fucking movie is weird, is my next yeah. note. For sure. Um, I would tell you what's happening during these portions of where I'm writing. Why is nothing explained ever? But I truly don't remember most of it. Um, Because I couldn't figure out what was happening. Um, So we get back. They they clear him. He tells her about his vision. Um, Then he's like, oh, I also know you're pregnant. And she's like, how could you know that? You can't know that. And I was like, you mean the child that you created to have, like, be the chosen one? With these magical fucking vision powers, knows you're pregnant, and that's where you start having questions? Okay, sure. Let's go with that, crazy lady. Um, And then she, the mom, and the duke are hanging out together <clears throat> in their bedroom. And this is where I find out they're not fucking married. Because guess what? That was explained nowhere. At any point. In the entire fucking movie. Until right then. He looks at her and goes, I should have married you. And I just went, huh? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying when... Nothing is explained in this movie because it was not explained 
adult i thought it was just mom dad and son like that nowhere until i'm almost practically done with the movie do i find out that they're not married And chat is uh, throwing a lot of explanations out at me as to why this is. But guess what? They don't explain that in the movie. Ever. They don't explain that because she's of the Bene Gesserit <laughs> that she can't be married. She's in the Ben Affleck cult. And they don't explain that that's like a thing that can't happen. They don't explain that they're not married. If I have to read the books to get all the fucking information to understand the movie, the movie's not good. All of Harry Potter. Not the same. Exactly what you just said. No, because you can understand Harry Potter without reading the books. You at least get the plot. You know that Harry is a wizard, Voldemort, Dumbledore, Snape. Like, you get all the fucking pieces put together. You want to know what you don't get from Dune? Any of that. I at least knew that Harry was an orphan in the first, like, scene of the movie. It didn't, they didn't throw that in on me, like, at the two-thirds of the way in. They at least tell you that his parents died instead of leaving that as a secret for you to try to figure out throughout yeah. the movie. <clears throat> you remember all those times when I would go, why is this like this? And you would go, well, in the book... That's fine. That's, no, that's exactly the same thing you're it's, saying here. It's not, though, because that's like a key plot point that they're not married. That would be like me basically go, like I said, oh, Harry's an orphan. Thought you ought to know. At the end of the fucking movie. That might be a pertinent piece of information for you to know. No, fuck you. Chat's in my back pocket on this one. It's <laughs> it's the same curse that the Percy Jackson movies also had. The Percy Jackson movies are an excellent example because if you don't read those books, you don't have a fucking clue what's happening the entire time. Absolute facts. Like you, you really need a a wealth of information to understand what's going on in those movies, and even then, they're not great. Like there, are, there are definitely <laughs> things that could be explained better in Harry Potter, but you at least get the whole plot. I don't have any of the plot of Dune. A bunch of shit happens, and there's no explanation for it. There's a weird, naked, floaty man, and there's no explanation for it. Baron there's Arkanen? a weird, fucking cult that controls, like, everything and has a weird superpower voice. Don't explain that. There's these other people that have glowing blue eyes and have hallucinogenic traits off the spice, they do explain that. They do, but they don't explain, like, are they high all the time? It's a hallucinogen and their eyes are blue, but they're allowed to go live out there and just basically be on a fucking drug trip the entire time and exist like that. But if other people inhale it who have never had it before, it's, it's like banana bread. It's like banana bread. You gotta wean yourself into it. All I'm saying is it would be nice to watch the movie <clears throat> and understand some semblance of what's going on. Instead of having to have an encyclopedic knowledge of the world to watch the movie. You know there's, what? There's plenty of movies. There's plenty. You know what? Let's take comic book movies, for example. I can go watch a Batman movie not having read 
any fucking Batman comic, and I can still understand the plot of the fucking movie. I've read Batman comics, and I know a lot about Batman, but... Or, uh... Here, we'll take Marvel, because I don't know a lot about Marvel. I've never read any Marvel comics. I know very little about the world of Marvel. I can go watch a fucking Marvel movie and know what's happening, unless it's any part of the Avengers series, which you need to, like, watch the first, like, 50 to understand. What about... No, those weren't books first. Uh, Lord of the Rings. You can watch the Lord of the Rings movies and not have read the books and understand what's happening. Want to know how I know? Because I did that. I watched the movies before I read the books, mainly because I was, like, really young when the movies came out. And the books were above my reading level at the time, because it was like, I was six. Fans of Dune remind me of fans of anime. But, like, the kind of anime fans who are like, if you don't like what I like, you're a fucking loser. I'm trying to Let's think. <laughs> I guess. Dune was written in the 60s. <clears throat> I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the best example for me. Like, I'm literally looking around my room for a frame of reference of something that would be. The Hunger Games. Uh, you understand, there's. Children die in an arena. Yeah, you understand, but, like... No, I'm talking about, like, I understand that there are certain things that you won't get if you didn't read the books. When you go see a movie that's made off of books. But you should at least be able to, like, follow the plot. And know what's happening at any given moment. And you don't get that with Dune. And I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this fucking hill because... <clears throat> there are plenty of other movies I've seen where I haven't read the books before... And I can still understand and enjoy the movie. Um, Gossip Girl's a perfect example. I've never read the books. Guess what? Show's great. Whole fucking series. Chuck Bass commits suicide. It's vastly different, but guess what? I didn't need to read the book to understand the show. Um, What else I got in here? Anyway, so about Dune. No. I'm going to die on the hill. I I don't know why. Um, I don't feel like I had as much of an issue as she did with following the plot the first time I watched the movie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, any Roald Dahl, you can watch those movies without having read the books, and guess what? They make fucking sense! Okay. Yeah, I didn't have any many, uh, that many issues following the plot, but... You know, I just, a lot of stuff I just chalked up to being like, oh, that's fucking weird. Like, why can Baron Harkonnen float? Doesn't matter. It's just fucking weird. And it's very imposing, and it looks really cool. Here's the thing. I feel like it matters a lot, but they don't tell you anything about it. Like, the fact that I didn't know it was a shield when he first used it. Like, again, there shouldn't... That also translated directly in my brain correctly. It didn't at all to me. Like, there was no explanation given. Like I said, I thought it was like a combat training tool because we're in space. Why not? I mean, I could break down that because Gurney, Gurley, Gurney, whoever the fuck, throws the knife near but not at Paul to, like, initiate their sparring, it sort of sets a tone for that scene of the danger here is controlled but real. That's why I thought it was like a training tool. That's why I thought it was a shield. Because if it was just a simulation training tool, then what's the point of making such an intimidating, initiating move? 
Like what? Why? Why would you yeet a weapon across the room to be like, all right, now start fighting this simulation? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. But I also don't have the same brain you do, so you know I get it. I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Um, you can watch Wizard of Oz, Alice and Wonderland, and Peter Pan without having read any of the books and still know what's going on. Anyways, I'm all done. We're going to stop arguing about it because I haven't even been able to read chat with how many things are going on there. Um, I didn't know they were married until three quarters of the way through the movie. Here we are. That's where we are just to keep catch you back up because that was a lot. Um, and then the attack starts to go down. Starting with the very careful assassination from the doctor. Um, and all I gotta say is these trigger-happy guards were weak as shit when it fucking counted. I have a question to harken back to an earlier point in the movie that you didn't talk about. Okay. <clears throat> what did you think about the scene where that little hunter-seeker mosquito... I talked about that. Did you talk about I that? I did. While I was lost reading the lore? Pro yeah, you were probably lost, but I did talk about that, okay. and I said that Paul was... Dope as shit. Okay, cool. Because Paul is dope as shit, and I was reading lore about the series while you were talking about it. Well, that sounds like someone should be paying attention to what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and then I just wrote, why does everyone suck all of a sudden? Like, literally, the, the Duke, who's been, like, train fighter, been really cool this whole time, just suddenly, like, instant gets attacked from behind. And, I don't know, it just, it felt like the attack sequence for me felt like all these people that we've been taught, like, are really strong and really cool and really awesome just fucking crumpled when it fucking counted. It's very frustrating. Um. And then I wrote, why is the doctor bad? Is everyone evil? Yes. Um. And then I, ha I, I had a really hard time with the whole next sequence because I've been in a very bad place mentally. And I really hated watching a movie where it felt like nothing good was going to happen. Like everything that good, that, everything that could go wrong went wrong. And... Like I said, I'm in a point in my life where I'm just feeling like nothing good ever happens. So this was not the movie to watch this week. <laughs> um, so I'm going to speed through these notes and we're going to get through it. So I said this movie is not the movie to watch while I'm in the pits of nothing good ever happens. This fucking sucks and it isn't fair. Like, I genuinely felt bad for Paul's family. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Um, I wrote, like why? They are all going to die. Not the fucking vibe I needed. Cheating. When they showed up behind people with their magic floaty down suits. <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck these assholes. Like, why? Uh, Duncan better live, I swear to God. He lived through that scene, at least. And then, like, two more. Um, <clears throat> I wrote, they were really, they really wanted their fucking spice trade back, but then blew up the entire fucking operation for it. 
that as a political move just doesn't make sense. If you want to go attack the people and murder them, sure. But you literally blew up like your entire functional city to run the fucking spice trade. Like that just doesn't make sense. At all. Like, I don't... Why? You were so upset about it. You were so upset about losing it, losing your power, losing your money, losing your whole fucking operation. And then you said, you know what? Fucking torch the whole thing down. Yeah, I don't... Uh... The logic there just doesn't track for me. Like, on a whole, like on a base intelligence level... That seems really dumb. The way the Harkonnens function to me just doesn't scream that it's based in intelligence. Um, I wrote Duncan is a god. Because he is. He fights a bunch of fucking people, steals a ship, flies through fucking craziness, and gets out. Duncan is a god. That's what I have to say about the whole attack scene. We're not going to talk any more in depth about it, because if I do, I'm going to cry. So we're done. Um, we are now on a ship with where Paul and his mom have been captured by the bald guy cult. Um, and... Paul is trying to use the voice uh, on the on the plane. Yeah, on the on the plane, and um, oh, he fails miserably, and all uh, on his first try. And I was like, that was really shitty, and you should have practiced more. You're uh, you you should have you should have done way more, cause clearly you have epically failed. Um. And they, he ends up being able to, like, muster the ability to do the voice enough to get them to take the gag off his mom. She does the voice. They get out. They set themselves up in a tent. Um, Paul does a bunch of drugs. Is that what happened now? I no, mean, it's not a, yet. Not yet. Well, they get in the tent, and that's kind of where it sits. Uh, yeah, because then we, we jump back to the Duke, who has been stripped. He's got to be naked. It's got to be weird. The other naked man wants to see this man naked. That's all I got for you, because they don't explain it. Um, because I wrote okay, but like why? Um, and then I the Baron like floats over the table to him, and I I just wrote why is he all floaty? They don't explain. Um, Because right after that I wrote, someone explained something to me. Where's Zendaya when you need her? <laughs> Just bring me back narrator Zendaya. Um, okay. No. Hmm, don't, don't engage with chat. You gotta, you gotta work through it. You can engage with them later. That's not a reason. That's all I'm gonna say. That doesn't make it a fucking reason. <laughs> um... I wrote, you are an idiot, but I don't remember who or why. Oh, wait, no, I do. 
So then the, the doctor Baron? the doctor comes in and he's all oh. like he's like I did my part of the deal. So do your end of the deal and he's like okay cool. I'll I'll make sure that you and your wife are both freed and together and then kills him. And I show you're an idiot. Like those fucking deals never go well. For anyone that does them. Like your wife's being tortured and they promise you that they're going to let her go. Okay. Okay. No, they're just going to take you out with her, you dumb fuck. I don't know what I would do in that situation, and God hope I'm never in a situation where James is being held. And I have to, like, make tough calls, but... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's like a genie wish. You gotta word those deals very fucking carefully. I would like us to both be alive. Away from you. And you will never, ever, ever, ever touch us again. Or come after us. Or have anyone else do it. Like, I, I need, I, my stipulations would be, like, freaking miles long. Um, and they'd be like, we're just gonna kill you both. And I was like, well, fucking do it, because you're gonna do it at the end of this anyways. Like, eh? I am not the person to just try to make a deal with, apparently. Um. After this, uh, the Duke bites down on his magic tooth that the doctor put in his head mm -hmm. that has a gas mm -hmm. and murders everyone except he fucking doesn't that's dumb but murders everyone in the room with this poisonous gas including himself and i just wrote i mean the fremen win right like both their threats are gone because at the time i didn't know the baron was alive so i was like they, they, they get the planet right like the fucking fremen fremen came out really well in this whole family fight scenario um and then two minutes later, I found out that the Baron's not dead, and I wrote for, oh, for fuck's sakes. And she said, for fuck's sakes, out loud, also. I was very upset. And I, I went ahead and dug back into the lore for just a moment. Because I was like, there's no way what Chad said is true. Uh, but it, it, what Chad said is true. Harkonnen is so fat, he needs anti-gravity devices to move, and that's why he floats. That's what those things are on his back? Yeah, part of it. Mm -hmm. That'd be it's really cool. Move if, him around. That'd be really cool if they explained any they would, of that. They wouldn't even need to like verbally explain that. If they just like made them glow brighter when he lifts off the ground, boom. Easy peasy. But no, I, I mean, I kind of like that they didn't explain it because it makes you think that he's got some weird witchcraft. In the movie? Yeah. Like Especially he's got, when his, like, cloak is stupid fucking long, and he just, like, raises way the hell up in the room, and you go, ah, ah, ah! Yeah, like, he's just, powerful or some shit. Yeah, nope, he's... Great. Nah, he's just fat. <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. That's that, so fucking stupid. That's really this, dumb. This movie series is dumb as hell. This, this is... Frank Herbert's a dumbass. Um, Rest in peace. That's stupid. Now Paul does a lot of drugs because he's sitting in a tent that's filled with spice. And he, do he goes on a very long trip. That's not pleasant. And it's a very bad trip. It's, bad. it's like bad acid, baby. It's just rough. Bad trips suck. 
Um, doesn't matter what drug you're doing, whether it's like pharmaceuticals or hallucinogenics or your whatever your drug of choice is, a bad trip is a bad trip. And they fucking blow. Full stop. Um, it was at this point that I, that I wrote, is Zendaya's whole job in this movie to stand, turn, and smile? That's all she did. Like, the entire fucking movie is to just be in Paul's visions. And she got paid ridiculous amounts of money to do that. Ridiculous amounts. And she says, like, ten lines. Anyways. Um. A lot of things happen. Uh, they get out of the tent. They find Duncan. Duncan takes him to the Herald of Change of the Change, I think that's what it was called. Um, who takes them to this other location where they're supposed to be safe. Um and then they're all trying to like figure out a plan and what to do next, and these guys are making water by spitting. I have two thoughts about this. One, there's too much spitting in this movie for my liking. I really There's a lot of spitting. I really don't like spit. It's like a weird thing. I I don't I don't like it. I don't like anything about spit. It's gross and I hate it. Um two Huh? How the fuck does spitting make spitting on this little grate thingy make water how and enough water for like multiple people to drink and if it's just repurposed spit to become like water why not just keep the water in your body instead of putting the water out because you're just it's the same moisture doesn't make any fucking sense you took the moisture out to put the moisture back in Tea is dehydrating. They shouldn't be drinking tea if they want to stay hydrated. Anyways. Um the floaty uh the floaty suit people come back. They find them in the safe house that's clearly not very safe. And all I said was, God damn it. Because, like I said, nothing good can happen. Nope. Ever to anyone. Nope. In 2023. Absolutely not. And I watched this movie in 2023, even if it didn't come out this year, so I'm I'm including it. Um. And then we get this shot of Duncan standing, like, in this hallway, and I was like, oh, that's the hallway from the vision, so I just immediately wrote, goodbye, Duncan. And Duncan does die, and it sucks. He was super cool. Much sad. Um, but I did have a funny note about this. And remember when I told you to put a pin in something last episode? It was the fact that uh, Paul said that if he was there, he would be able to help Duncan. And all I wrote was, guess what, Paul? You were there. And it didn't fucking help. So you were run on two fronts. Um, 
They get out through a secret passageway, and by they I mean the Herald of Change, Duncan, his mom. Um, they separate ways. The Herald of Change sends them to a copter, but it only has room for two. So she goes down a different path and is like, the desert's my home. I'll be just fine. And we get this shot of her walking out, and I was like, instantly dies. Because I thought she was like going to get shot or something. Um... Then we scene jump to the this black tub of stuff. Hmm. Oil, it looks like. You don't know, because guess what? It's evil space goo. Doesn't get explained. Evil space goo. So all I wrote is, what in the bendy ink machine bullshit about this entire scene? Because all I could think of was, like, he was like, oh, yes, like, he's not fully healed yet. And I was like, oh, so this black is healing him it's just bendy it's just bending the ink machine yeah yeah because guess what they didn't explain it so how was i to know it's bendy bendy's here too dune and bendy same thing because they don't explain anything so now i'm just gonna make up stuff to fill in the fucking holes um the cousin of the Baron tells him that they chased Duncan and his mom into a storm, which they did. I kind of left that part out. They do escape. They get into the storm, which is what the Herald of the Change told them to do. Um, but they're like, no one can live through that storm. Me, me, me. It's the classic cliche of if you're sent to do an assassination job, make sure your people die. Don't leave them partially dead. Don't leave them kind of dead. Don't leave them a little dead. Watch the light. Leave their eyes. Otherwise, you will have failed your job. That goes for good guys and bad guys. I don't give a fuck. Double tap. Like. Double tap. I hate it when it happens in horror movies, too. Like, people, like, shoot someone one time and walk away, and I was like, fucking shoot them again. They're on the ground. Make sure they're dead. Just make sure people die. You're going to kill someone, at least go through the effort of, like, I don't know, confirming they're done. It reminds me, it does, it reminds me of uh, Princess Bride. It reminds me of Hercules when they're, like, they don't make him drink, like, that last drop of the fucking bottle. And they're, like, eh, it's probably fine. If it wasn't. Just make sure your job's done. If you're going to, like, go through the whole fucking effort of doing the damn thing, at least do it right. Um, so he tells them that, yeah, they chased them into the storm, and no one can survive that storm. Winds at 800 kilometers an hour. We also see that the lady, the Herald of the Change, does die, like, almost immediately. Um, because I think I skipped over, yeah, I said, why are they calling the worm? Um, and... And then I wrote, I was right, because she does instantly die. She's like, the desert's my home, I'll be fine. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, and then we flash, then we do the tub, then we flash back to Paul and his mom, who are flying through a fucking storm. They finally are able to get out of the storm, but then their plane breaks, and then they crash back through the storm, and he does, like, the best landing that he can do. Which is to smash face first into a dune. 
Um, and I was like, I, I guess at least sand is soft. We'll give we'll give one point in the sand column for the positive, and that's uh, sand is soft. So if you crash into it at the right angle and kind of slide, you'll probably not die. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote. Then we have this very long trek of Paul and his mom trying to find the Fremen. Um, and they have to walk like the sand people. And they gotta get in the sand suits and they gotta make it across worm territory and they gotta wait for the sun to go down because it's too hot. Blah, blah, blah. What um, is the type of sand that they ran into that brought the worm directly to them? He called it something different because it was like he was stepping on a giant metal Empty barrel. They call it some type of sand. Drum sand? Drum sand. Yeah, 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 yeah. The drum sand. Uh, there was a weird incesty moment during the change, but I just kind of let that go because it didn't really turn into anything, but I was ready to type a note. I was ready to type an Oedipus note so fast, and then it kind of just, like, <laughs> didn't, nothing came of it, and I was like, all right, cool. Blah, blah. Carry on. Um, Listen, everybody's got a thing for Timothy Chalamet. Even if I'm, you don't, you do. How old is he? He's like 24. I was like, because I don't feel like I can. He's just a little guy. Let me see. Um, they end up having to hike up a gigantic Oh, he's, he's my age. Oh, cool. Okay, then. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet is pretty cute. Um, he does have my whole... Sad boy, dark hair, face, but I, I'm not into him all that much. He's not making it on my list. Um, although I am looking for a replacement for Colin O'Donohue. You might have him right there. I don't know. I, he's not eh. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, they hike up this giant sand dune, and I don't know if you've ever hiked up sand. It's fucking hard. It's really difficult. Um... Then we find, uh, Dune, nope, lit. Paul and his mom almost die to a sandworm because they do find the drum sand and then they run. And the only reason they don't die is because someone sets off a thumper. Um, yep. To pull the worm away. And that's where they find the Fremen, like this little uh, group of Fremen. And then... That's where it finds Zendaya, and all I wrote was, ah, she does have a bigger role in the movie. Um, they basically say we can take... The Fremen basically say we can take Paul because he can learn our ways, but the mom's got to go. Then they do this little fight. The mom wins. Because she wins, one of the guys gets all angsty about it. Is like, he, gets, mm, he gets real mad. We must prove right now who's the toughest. Jameis, the fucking crybaby. Yeah. Jameis is like, we must prove right now who's the toughest. Who's your... Choose your champion. Um, <laughs> and so Paul steps up. And he's like, we'll fucking fight. Stands there, has a vision about the fight before the fight happens, which is cheating, Paul. Um, but, yeah. Nothing is ever explained here, so just let that go. Uh... What's really funny about watching the scene the way we watched it is uh, we were watching this really intense fight scene. 
And while we were watching this really intense fight scene, there was an ice cream truck driving by my house. So there was just ice cream music while this fight was going on. And it was, my brain didn't quite know how to process the two things at once. And it made the scene very weird to me. It was, it was, it was pretty silly. Because um, the, the music in our living room was just loud enough that the ice cream music could just kind of floated in almost unnoticeable until it was noticeable. And I was like, wait. That's that's not part of the movie. What's happening? <laughs> and then I like I kind of kind of figured out that it was an ice cream truck, and I um. But it was yeah, it was just a funny juxtaposition moment where I was like, hmm. Uh. They fight. Paul kicks James's ass like three times. Yeah. And gives him a chance to like fucking walk out, but that's not the feminine way. So. Oh my god! I fucking. I fight to the death cultures are so annoying. <laughs> Took you a really long like, time to get there. Because I don't I don't want to read as like critical of like real life cultures that act like that. But a fictional culture where you fight to the death out of honor Big dickery is like it's like cheating the writing. Like make it a a bigger thing than just ah they they're just gonna have to be hard motherfuckers and they've just gotta fight all the way to the death and that's just the way of it. That's fucking lame. Like if you're gonna do it, give it enough backstory to think it's like interesting and like invest in it. Like another another thing that's kind of like that is uh, in recent Star Wars is the fucking Mandalorians won't take their helmets off. Like it's a cultural taboo to see another's face. They always keep their helmets on, which is cool because there's mystique about it, and they, you know, they share that narrative and lean into it. But it's just like you were talking about earlier. I don't know what the fuck the Fremen's whole deal about it is. And it's been done a million times in pop culture, so just seeing it all over and over and over again is fucking lame. Um. They keep talking about throughout this movie how the body has water. And we're going to use the water in your body. I have questions, and don't worry, they don't give me answers, but I have questions, and these are my questions. Um, do they drink the blood like vampires? Because uh, this is going to make this whole other fucking this movie way more interesting if that's the case. Because vampire just bite into the neck, drink it like it's blood. You want to know what's really great about that? You don't have to kill people to do that. You could all just like... Cut open a vein, drink it a little bit, and bandage it up, and someone else does it the next day. You know. Uh, I don't love that idea. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you know what? Again, because the movie doesn't explain anything to me, I'm gonna start filling in holes. My holes is now that the Fremen are vampires. <laughs> and until someone, until the movie, not someone, don't come in here, chat, until the movie proves me otherwise, 
I'm going with it now. And the Fremen are vampires and they drink the blood of their enemies. And that's where they get their water from. And that's what they're talking about when the body is water. Um, Because guess what? You can't juice the water out of somebody's skin. And don't tell me that they can and they're going to do that in the next movie because then I have a slew of other questions. Um... We get to this end of this movie. The Fremen have accepted Paul and his mom. They're like, let's go. Part of the tribe now. Part of the crew, part of the ship. And they roll out to go to the little safe haven. Uh, the movie ends with them walking up on this hill. Zendaya says, this is only the beginning. They all walk off. Mom gets a weird look in her face. I wrote, I trust mom, zero, and then the movie fucking ends. Yep. And my last note was, so I get no answers about any of the questions I asked throughout this entire thing. Fuck you and your movie. The end. Yep. Now, all this to be said, like I said, it was a really enjoyable movie to watch. It was really pretty. Score was amazing. Hans Zimmer can do no wrong. Um, really cool to look at. I like sci-fi shit. Out of ten, what do you give it? For me, it gets a seven and a half. Like a five. I enjoyed it at the time. <laughs> I enjoyed it at the time. Damn. But I would never willingly watch it again. Okay. Uh, Mad Max gets the same rating, so don't don't feel too Damn, bad. Damn, Mad Max is infinitely better. I but I, it, it was cool to watch at the time. I would never go out of my way to watch it again. I also probably won't go out of my way to watch it again. Like, <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess that's it. it like, uh, it wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't great. It was really cool, but they don't explain a single fucking thing that's happening the entire fucking time. Not really, no. So if you're a fan of the series, I'm sure it was epic and amazing and great, and you probably also have a lot of issues with it, because people who always read the books and they're super fans have a lot of issues whenever anything is turned into a different medium. So, I get it. I'm a book nerd and a film nerd. I understand your frustrations. However... As a standalone movie, it doesn't work. It just doesn't. And if you're going to make a movie, it should be able to function as a movie and not a companion to a novel. And that's my rant. I'm not going over it again. I will argue with chat here in a minute because I know I've missed like a thousand messages For those of you in podcast land, we had like a five-way tie due to some chicanery and people using their channel points, their nuggets of friendship to get some extra votes. So we ran and chanced it, and I lost again somehow. I had like four movies on that list, and I still (laughs) somehow fucking lost. And we're going to be watching Black Adam next. Good luck, motherfucker. It's Black Adam. Yeah, man. Boy, howdy. I'm I'm not excited. It's my movie. I'm not excited. Until then, 
Bye.